It's Coalfield and Company. Thank God it's... Jamtown Racing Sportsbook, Kevin Klein, the uh, boss here, will be with us closer to the 5 o'clock hour. Next hour, some Raiders updates. Stanford Routes in town, our Raiders insider, NFL insider, so he'll join us as well. Von Tobel's here. It's Cofield. Ari's back in our Finley Toyota studios. You come on down. Game's going to be up here in the Sportsbook and really all over the property. We've got a bar right next to us, and they'll have it on with the sound. Sports Deli's right next door. Fantastic food, so good setting here at Samstown on a Friday. It's time for The Three, presented by Nova Home Loans. Call now at 877-700-NOVA. Now, this one is crying over spilt milk and revisionist history for sure, but I like mentioning it. Listen, when it comes to drafts, like it happens in the NFL, mm. right? Mitch Trubisky going second and then watching Deshaun Watson and Pat Mahomes going later in the draft. The Bears are going to wear that for a long time. And yet, I I don't remember a ton of N, uh, NFL draft analysts back then going, this is moronic, you have to take Mahomes too. Right. No one said that. Everybody so, criticized so, the move up. They didn't criticize right. selecting Trubisky over the two. But Trubisky on most lists, you know, was considered, you know, the second or third best guy. And a lot of people, a lot of people ripped the Chiefs for taking Mahomes by yeah. moving up. And they're like, this guy's highly risky. So I know this is revisionist history, but it does have to – it must sting to watch Devin Booker for Lakers fans light him up for 33 in the first half, knowing that he went 13th in the draft and you took D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. Is that unfair? I mean, this, think about it. Booker had 47 last night in elimination games all time. These are the games they got eliminated in or from the playoffs. Lakers, Booker had the highest individual point total against them that booted him out of the playoffs. Before this – Johnny Havlicek with 40. That's all the way back to 1968. Tim Duncan, 37. KJ in 90 in a second-round series. Kevin Johnson, 37. Walt Frazier, 36. Pretty good names on there. Now Devin Booker is the best of all of them with 47. And the Lakers and 12 other teams could have had Devin Booker, who's now turned into the franchise in Phoenix. Right. And here's the thing, too. We talk about this all the time when it comes to these guys. When it comes to Devin Booker. Right before this, before actually before even last year in terms of the bubble, right? Ah, you know this kid. Big numbers, bad team, always going to be that way, right? Not a winner, all of those sort of things. But then when given the proper opportunity, what does he do? He drops over 30 points four times against the Lakers, 40 over 40 in a closeout game. Looks absolutely like the best player on the court in a series that had LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Chris Paul, right? Like that, that's a really it was I was really impressed with Booker, man. Going all the way back to what he did in those eight games in the bubble when they went undefeated, all the way through the season to now. And honestly, Booker, Trey Young, Luka Doncic, we can talk about all these guys. Like Steve, the NBA's in such like a really good spot. We were talking about getting sad about the old guys leaving. This is what the NBA has to look forward to, right? Like man. guys like Devin Booker, like participating regularly in the postseason, Luka Doncic. D'Angelo, oh, excuse me, D'Angelo, I keep saying, uh, Donovan Mitchell, right? All of these young studs are still, like, are going to be here now. Like, this is the future of the NBA, and he's only 24. I was going to say, Booker is 25 in October. Right. 
crazy. Yep. But good point, though, on labeling guys, losers, right. when they come into the league because they're on a terrible team. I mean, might be in too hard saying uh, D'Angelo Russell is kind of a losing team guy. I mean, he, 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 got, he got the look with the Lakers. They moved on him. He goes to the Nets. They move on him. He goes to the Warriors. They move on him. I mean, at least in the case of the Warriors, like, that's a good franchise. They, they gave you 33 games, and they're like, we're out. Well, I just always feel like calling him a – like, I just don't like using the term loser. And, like, if you don't think he's a I good – I didn't call him a lo- like, loser. I said he's he'll be a good player on a losing team. Right. Like, be, he's going to be – it seems to me like he's going to be one of those guys who's, who can always be 20 points, six assists, but 42% from the field. His, his uh, three-point shooting was actually way up this year to, like, close to 38%. But is he going to be part of a winning team? Is he going to be part of a winning culture? I, I mean, it doesn't look like it at this point. I, w- I would say – to play devil's advocate, one of the teams that closed, you know, the final month of the regular season very well was the Minnesota Timberwolves, right? And he was hurt throughout the majority of the season, missed the, you know, I think he only played in like 25-ish games or something like that. Uh, and they played relatively well down the stretch. And there's a new coaching staff. So, like, I, I can agree with the assessment, right, because of all those teams have passed on him. But it also does ignore, like, that year with Brooklyn. He had a really good year. And if I remember correctly, he was an all-star, right, or reserve. I'll have to go back and double-check on that. Like, he's got some positives. But to your point, he's a high-scoring, like high kind of low-efficiency, bad defender. And those guys generally find their way to bad teams. And, he, and to be fair, because we're saying, hey, you know, Booker, don't write him off. You shouldn't have written him off if you did. You know, he's only 24 and a half. Uh, he's, he's eight months younger than Russell. So, Russell just turned 25. So, they're both still young guys. And he was an all-star reserve. D'Angelo Russell that year in 2019. So it was a 2018-2019 season. You found the picture of the week. <laughs> right. This is why I love Reddit. I told you. I'm on Reddit You're all on, the time. I know you are. Reddit's so good. We'll tweet this out on ESPN Las Vegas. I'm guessing this is someone moving. What is that? Is that a washer, a dryer, a dishwasher? It looks like a dry. It looks like a washer of some. It looks like a laundry machine of some sort. Whether okay. it's a dryer or a washer, it is a laundry machine. And this is allegedly in Las Vegas. This is uh, from uh, the subreddit Idiots in Cars. Seen today in Las Vegas is what it's labeled. And it's a guy sitting in an open trunk. I hope you're listening, guy, because if you are, like, this would be incredible. He's sitting in an open trunk with a dolly. And on the dolly is the dryer, which is propped up. And he is in the trunk as it is driving to, you would assume, its destination. And it's a small, like, sedan-looking car. So they clearly can't fit it in the trunk. They can't fit it in the car. They don't want to put it on top because they don't have the means. So he's literally just in the trunk with a dolly, tilted it back, and they're wheeling it to wherever they need to go. I mean, it's <laughs> kind, it's kind of dangerous. <laughs> but there is some ingenuity there. <clears throat> to, a, to an extent, yes, but like there's nothing holding him. Like that's the thing. If like if you And there's a lot it, of there's a lot of weight pulling the other way once right? they get moving. <laughs> right. Like like there's clearly nothing holding him down. And if you look at where he's like he's very precariously placed, you can, he's sitting on his foot. Like, he's not even in the trunk. He's, like, on the lip of I the didn't, trunk. I thought the trunk was open. I thought he was, like, kind of in in the trunk. No, I mean, well, he, the trunk's open, but he's clearly sitting oh, on the right, edge. Yeah. yeah, he is sitting on the edge. Right. So he's not even, with like, the, in the trunk leaning back. With the trunk. Kind of well, closed? If they, get, if they get moving good, that trunk will be bouncing off his back. Right. So that'll hurt like hell. If they have to stop short, it's going to come crushing into him. Right. Uh, if you're driving behind them, that's kind of dangerous. How would you like to be going, Leo? I hope they were just moving it like five houses up the street around the block. That's what I'm hoping, but too. But, yes, they've got a hand truck and a dryer or washing machine, and they're going to pull it behind a car and 
the guy is sitting in the trunk. I think it's a major intersection, though, because you can clearly see the cross, like the crosswalk <laughs> and like the button to go. You know, the one's like, wait, oh, you're wait. Right. You're right. They're clearly at a relatively major intersection. What's the what's the dumbest move you've ever made in moving stuff? So this isn't this isn't dumb like this, but uh, I in the apartment complex I currently live, I um, I transferred apartments. So I was in a one bedroom and then we have the child. So we moved to a two bedroom. And my dumb thing was <laughs> saving on money. And I just walked everything over. And by, like, my 10th trip, I was like, this is the worst idea I've ever had in my life. <laughs> it was August, so yeah. it's in the middle of summer. And I'm just like, dude, this is, like, and the best the best part about it all, I had nobody to help me. Yep. That's, that's, was working, by the, by the way, that's, that's my classic move. Yep. I've gotten caught in so many positions where I was like, why am I doing this? I moved to Charlotte for a little while, worked at a radio station in Charlotte. And I didn't know anyone in town, right? So I moved there, and I had a king mattress that I moved. Because I, I drove a truck across uh, across the country, a moving truck. And I had a king mattress. I got a second-floor apartment, and I was going to move the king mattress and the box spring up the stairs. And the mattress was it was like – because I'm like, oh, I'll just, I'll just reach it across. Like, right. as if I'm freaking Dikembe Mutombo or, right. you know, John Jones with some, like, 98-inch reach. Right. Like, I'm an NFL defensive end. I couldn't hold it. So I just that, – that's not even the worst. Uh, there was another mattress case here in town where I had a mattress in the back of a pickup. I, I'm not a cinch stuff to the truck guy. That wasn't good. No? Because it was not on well, and uh, I was getting on to the 15, and it got air oh and boy. went flying backwards. Well, that was really bad. I, like, I, I could have I freaking taken out someone. Seriously, I don't. it must have been late night because there was no one behind me. But I will say the worst is uh, my current barbecue that I got. I bought it, and I didn't want to have to uh, – I didn't have something big enough to bring it home, so I decided to walk it down the sidewalk like a half a mile. That's, that sucks. And guess what? When it's bumping – Of course. I got it, When I got it back home, the, like the inside was just brand new yep. brand new barbecue. It was just beat to hell. So and I'm just, you know, just riding it down the street. No, I fine. wasn't riding. I was pushing it down right. the street, and it was just like boom, 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 boom. Like, what am I doing? Just so, go, go get a get help. There were but people I, that I am, drove by I am, you. I am classic like you are. Yeah. When you move stuff, you're like, nope, I'm not gonna ask. Yeah. No help. I can do it. Yeah. Well, and then and then of course the best part is like, like I had told like my dad for example, right? Going back to storm, he's like, aren't dads great? They do everything. I had told my dad like, yeah, I'm moving like in the next couple of days. I'm taking care of it, whatever. So then the the day after we're all done, I'm all done. I did it all by myself. He comes over and he's checking out the spot. He's like, no, you should have told me. Would have helped. And I'm like. I told you two days before that I was moving. You offered nothing, and I was like, all right, well, that's fine. I'll take care of it. Nova Home Loans brings you the three. It's a refi raid at Nova Home Loans. With interest rates at all-time lows, now's the time to talk to your local Nova loan officer. 877-700-NOVA. Now, back to Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. All right, we're not exactly sleeping with the enemy, but uh, we're going to crawl into bed with him. Denver Sports Media star, star, uh, Dan Jacobs is with us. You see Dan on our podcast, Judge Dan, Judge Dan. He's on our legal podcast a bunch. We've had him on as a guest for a Denver Insight. He's actually nice enough. Uh, he's in town for games three and four. He came all the way down to uh, Sam's Town, right? He's staying on the Strip. You're over at the... Uh, Oh, whatever. Yeah, we don't need people stalking you. When they when they hear you, they're going to want right. to hunt you down. Um, <laughs> so, 
You got here yesterday. I want to hear some Vegas stories because you used to live here, right? Mm-hmm. I want to hear those in a second. But I got to run this by you, and I and I promise this to the audience. Um, well, I'll ask you, first of all, uh, I don't know where the Broncos field is specifically. Like, I know where the Rockies, where Coors Field, whatever it's called now, is. Where is the Broncos stadium? It's right downtown. Okay. Not downtown. It's um, on I-25, which right. is the main interstate that goes through the heart of the city. So it's in Denver on – it's right off the highway. Did, right they nest, the did they nestle it in an area that had already existed? Like there was stuff around it or no, was it, it a it, wide open spot? No, it's horrible. There's uh, So it's right next to – they knocked down the old Mile High Stadium. Yeah. And they just put up the new stadium there. So it's, it's absolutely horrific from a standpoint of – there's no retail. There's no hotels. They're, they're making Why do no, they keep doing this? Th- there's no money around. It's unreal. These, yeah, these cities stupid. that keep doing this. Now, the Raiders didn't do that. <clears throat> Correct. Now, that said, the, the area they built it is far from complete. It's going to be awesome. But they're right, right off the strip. You know, they're Correct. Five, five, six tenths of a mile off the strip. So, what's the parking like for the stadium in Denver? There's enough. Th- there's enough of that there. It's not perfect. It's right. far from ideal, but th- it's okay. I it's mean, all. You- it's all drive there. There's no walk there. There's no um, mass transit. No, there is. Okay. Denver has really good mass transit. Good. It's, it's called RTD. You know, they have. A, there's a light rail. I mean, it's gross on game days. Everybody's all drunk and. and, and but you weed, have an option. The weed in there now. It, it's every, weed everywhere, so it smells on there and all that stuff. But it's an option, absolutely. You. A lot of people do take advantage on game days. You can jump on light rail. You can go down there. You can take the bus, or you can go down there and park and pay, you know, forty bucks. What's the highest parking? Like right next to the stadium? How yeah. much? Oh, well, if you if you're not a season ticket holder and and don't pay for it, yeah, it'll be forty or sixty bucks. Okay, so not bad. So they had a parking press conference here yesterday because we've all been asking. You built Raider Stadium, the Al, on a sixty-three acre parcel. It wasn't the biggest piece of property around the strip, but that they nestled it in there. They're across from. Mandalay Bay, and we're looking around. We're like, okay, there's no parking. There's 2,700 spots for 65,000 fans. So they started to unveil a parking plan um, about a year and a half ago. So we talked about it yesterday. They had a big press conference, and they they listed the prices. The prices are going to be for the Raiders-controlled spots somewhere between 40 and 100 dollars. You want to be near the stadium? It's 90 dollars plus, right? It's 90 or 100 dollars. Um, we'll get into rideshare details in the five o'clock hour, but. You know, John, we were talking about it yesterday, and we're trying to figure out, you know, how far do you have to walk? So the deal is they own 13,000 spots. There's another 22,000 spots on the strip within a mile. They said, hey, within a mile, we've got 35,000 spots, and the average parking price is going to be $75, which has people here rankled. We put $750 million in public money towards the stadium. So we didn't have a lot of the details. So last night I decided, I know you were downtown. You had texted me. Dan right. Jacobs is with us from denver he's on the fan in denver and i was like oh, i would have met you down there had you told me but i'm actually driving around the stadium right now scoping out the parking so i went down there last night journalism well i feel like first of all i love las vegas and i you know i i've been here long enough i've seen you know, a lot of this stuff get built up and like you want to know what it's going to be like on game day right mm-hmm. so it's a weird area you know and i've been through there a billion times it's a weird area because they built it uh, and everything to the west is all sort of industrialized. You know, it's a lot of small local businesses, not really retail, but warehouses. Yep. It's off of uh, the stadiums off of Polaris, Procyon's down there. You got Wynn, you got Valley View. Uh, then you've got all these new streets you're going to find out about, uh, like Diablo. So when I when I went down there, um, yeah, the parking, if you want to park anywhere near Polaris or on the stadium parking lot, it is going to be $90 plus. 
Yeah, it's, the problem I think you run into is what happens when the, the new wears off? Well, I guess, what are you guys anticipating? Are you anticipating that the locals are always going to support this team, whether they're good or bad? Uh, can you Initially, you're going to be able to charge through the roof, sure, for the first yeah. five or ten years, yeah. sure. After that? Are you going to are you going to get away with it? Your your question about who's going to support the team is a great one, and it's, it's an unknown. For ten years from now, yeah. right. can you can you just charge whatever you want for this team? I don't know. Like with Dallas, right? Dallas they pay like about a hundred dollars for parking, but that's a team that has a following that is like ingrained in the area in which they are from. Not so much a transient city that is going to use this as more of like a, a an event as opposed to supporting something you've known for your whole life. Right. So, well, I mean, they get thirty five thousand at training camp for the Cowboys. Right. right? The, right. the Broncos get. Right now, they're struggling to get 2,000. Now now that they've been bad for so long, yeah. it's new here for you guys. Plus, you're going to get people coming in, every, you know, obviously to support the, the road teams, right? Always. That's always going to be a big part of what you I guys do I think we'll always here. get at least 5,000 coming in from Denver for those games. At least 5,000. Right. I think the, the hardcore football cities that will travel well, uh, Philly, New York, Cleveland, Chicago. But they're not going to Can- park. Kansas City. You're right. They're not going to park. Right. Um, and they shouldn't rent a car. That's it, no. You don't need to no. around the Vegas Strip. So the, you're right. The parking is going to be mostly locals or Californians driving into town. So, John, when I was when I was driving down there, the cheapest lots are 40 bucks, And those lots are actually if you – sorry, but I'm just going to explain it to the audience, Dan. The cheapest lots are if you go to the west, to Valley View, mm-hmm. right? You make a right on Valley View, and you go towards Tropicana. There's a garage down there, and there's multiple lots down there. That's going to be – 40, 40, 45, or 50, right? And I mapped it at about six-tenths of a mile. And there's actually a lot of side streets you can cut through to cut down on the distance. Mm -hmm. The other cheapy lot, I think it's lot Z, is on Diablo, which I'm sure no one knows what Diablo is, but they're going to find out. Uh, It's off of Diablo between Valley View and Wynn. And, you know, unless you drive down there, you're like, oh, I had no idea there was, like, a big parking lot here. Um, But they've acquired a bunch of different spaces and I thought it was pretty decent. Now, Diablo is a little bit weird because Diablo actually doesn't go all the way through to the stadium. Like, I, I was sitting out there. I'll probably post a video later. But I was sitting out there. You can see the stadium. It's about six-tenths of a mile. I'll say going to the stadium is downhill. Going back from the stadium, slight uphill. I think about all this stuff, right? right. As a fat ass. Um, <laughs> it's not a bad situation. But, yeah, if you want to be near the stadium, there's a couple of lots right there on Polaris. And there's all the lots all the parking at the stadium, which is about 2,500 spots. Then they also bought a piece of property that's just over Hacienda. Mm. It used to be this dumpy, it was a strip club, then it was a club, and it's been a bunch of different things. They bought that, they cleared it. That little business park over there by the Hotel Galaxy, or no? It's it's actually to the south of the Hotel Galaxy. Okay. Right? Yeah. And so there's a lot there. Here's the other thing, and I have no idea if you have an answer to this. This is probably more for Justin Watkins, our, you know, our other legal insider. Is there anything – I don't think the team can do anything. Is there anything that the county would do to prohibit all of the warehouse businesses down there from going, $30 parking right here? Because when I, the more I drove around, I'm like, there's like another 10,000 spots. Well, you know they're going to do that. But what I'm asking you is, can you stop that? As, as, could the Raiders or the county stop that? It's well, my, the Raiders it's, absolutely cannot. Right. Uh, you, you would have to pass legislation. Right. I mean, you would have something would have to pass. Now, why? Why would you? Why would you want to do that? Because the Raiders would want it. Well, you don't do something because the Raiders want to do something. <laughs> you don't. Right? Well, you don't. <laughs> oh, really? Did you see the stadium? 
Right. Right. <laughs> you checked that out? I think that's gonna be, it's going to be really interesting because when I, when I was driving down there, because, you know, you people don't drive in that area. Right. When you drive through, you're like, okay, there's like there's a 100 spots here. There's a few hundred here. Like, oh, I would think all those businesses are going to have someone out there going, well, uh, yeah, it's $30 to park here. The, Come on. Let's go. By the way, I've done the podcast with you a bunch of times. Can you please stop crying about the $750 million you gave? I gave. All right. No, no, I'm no. staying here. No, I'm no, staying. no, no. You're right. You are, I booked you, for the Dolphins game. We're coming in September. Right. You are paying the. You are I'll paying pay the, hotel, the roof. You're paying the hotel tax, and yes. we are getting you guys. Yes. But you have to understand. I'm paying. That strip corridor money could have been used for lots of things on the strip, aside right. from a stadium. That's all. Yeah. And and listen, the the but stadium. You're not paying it, are you? Uh, I'm paying it. I, I actually I am because they raised the sales tax because oh, of okay. a shortfall because of the stadium. All so right. we did get a we did get a quarter bump in sales tax, and we have had a lot of security issues down on the strip. Yeah. Sorry to warn, tell you now, now that you're on the strip. Yeah, yeah. But there, there are, and and the roads around the strip, that money can also be used for the roads. I think not only for uh, strip proper, LV Boulevard, but also like Frank Sinatra, also Koval, maybe over to Paradise. Drive on Koval and Paradise now, and you feel like you're off-roading. Yep. Like your barbecue you were pushing down the street. And I'm, like, I'm pretty sure they could have, they, they actually could use some of that money to improve the travel from the airport because they were talking about all these different uh, exits and routes and super roads that were going to go from the airport, so they could have used it for that as well. So, for people outside the area who were like, "It's not your money," like, well, we we could use it in different ways. I think the stadium is going to be incredibly beneficial, and the timing of it, we need business. So now we're going to draw all these big events. It's going to work out. It's going to work out nicely. You got a football team? Quit your crying. What are you doing? I had a football team. No, you didn't. What are you talking about? I have the Jets. They're a football team? <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the Jets lately? Now, now again, I could I could just come on every day and go and just not say it and be like, yeah, bring every team possible here because guess who gets to benefit the most from it? Okay. I do. Yeah. So I could, I could, but, you know, there's also other concerns around the area. So I mean, your, argue, your argument against the bringing the Raiders here is that the rest of your government sucks at maintaining the roads? Like what? That's part of it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that magically, if, if you didn't have the Raiders, that'd magically be good, good at doing their jobs? No. That's a good point. Mm. Well, They're we, still going to suck at it. We we may have never raised that portion of the hotel tax right. either, right? Because we, right. we were already going to raise it for the LVCVA build-out of the convention center. But, yeah, it's it's a very tangled web that we deal with here, no doubt. Yeah. So I, I would say, uh, and I, the other thing I got to update people on, because we kept saying, I kept talking about walking down LV Boulevard after the game, right, south. Mm-hmm. Well, According to Mick Akers, because he asked um, Mark Bedane, the president of the Raiders, like there were all these satellite lots in the original plan that were going to be over two miles away. Like the Orleans was going to be one of them. That, that there, was always the one that were, stuck out to me. Then yeah. there were two lots that were south on LV Boulevard. Uh, he, he asked him about it yesterday, and, and basically there was like a no answer. So yeah. I think those are, I think the Raiders have secured enough parking in their 13,000 closer to the stadium where they're happy in those satellite lot, those ideas went bye-bye. Yeah, and there were supposed to be shuttles from those and then drop you off wherever, you know. But, I, but it, again, I do wonder, like, the Orleans is, you know, say it's like a mile and a half, mm-hmm. right? I wonder if they will have some paid parking and a shuttle. Oh, and the other thing, you know, very important update. Raiders said tickets will be, I'm sorry, parking will be 40 to $100. The MGM, they will announce what their prices and plans are on June 14th because that's the other 22,000 spots. And right, I kept asking Adam yesterday. I'm like, oh, have they agreed? The cap is $100. I, I don't believe that that will be the top end price, at the at those garages at Mandalay and and Luxor, the closest ones, or down at the, uh, probably those. Those those will be. They. Here's here's the other one we have to get into, and I'll, I got a. I don't know if a decision has been made, 
the uh, the festival grounds. It's a lot of parking there, mm-hmm. potentially. A lot of parking. Like I said, I'm always fascinated by these other properties that aren't involved, the non-MGM properties who are like, come on in, 150 bucks. Oh, but can you charge 150 when it's two miles away, a mile and a half away? You're, that's a very good point, but how yeah, about... You're down at Caesars, are you going to be like, hey, $150 to park here, you can walk. Or, Seven, or, or they have a luxury shuttle. Right. 75 bucks, you get a shuttle too. We'll take you over in an area. Bottom line, you will pay, but there's going to be a lot of parking. It's right. Vegas. So we good? I'm yeah, gonna hit. I mean, ride, I'm, I'm not going. So. Well, I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna hit ride share in the five o'clock hour. I just felt like yesterday we were starting to jump to conclusions. Like, oh, there's gonna be a disaster. When I drove around the area, it's far from a disaster. There's plenty of parking down there. You're gonna pay, but the walk is manageable from all of their different spots. All right, Dan, come back with us. Let's get into the series. Avs are in town. Dan covers the Avs. He's been talking a lot of trash about Colorado hockey positively. Trash at. The Golden Knights as we're live here at Samstown on a Friday. We got the game coming up here over at the Fortress. You can listen to it on our sister station, Fox Sports 1340 and 98.9 FM. Visit LVSportsNetwork.com for access to the latest podcasts and best interviews. There's no place uh, on earth we'd rather be playing game three, I can tell you that. Um, you know, should be a huge advantage for us. Guys are excited to play. City and, and, uh, and arena are, are open back up, so the world feels normal. Should be an advantage for us. Hanging at Sam's Town Race and Sportsbook, it's Cofield and Company. Big hockey party here tonight. Come on down. We got cool sign-ups, good swag to give away. Here through the first period, Cofield and Company on the road. Dan Jacobs, the fan in Denver. Nice enough to uh, come over to Samstown, sit in with us for a little while. We'll get to uh, the preview of the game tonight. You were in Vegas for how long? You lived here for how long? No, not very much. Uh, Ten months. You liked it? I did. I loved it. Yeah. Actually, I really, really enjoyed it. So uh, what's it like when you come back now? Because that was some 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's – I actually enjoyed last night. I was – I had been told it's going to be horrific, that it's completely – completely wild like it's so busy people are crawling on top of each other that uh, <laughs> my, <clears throat> my buddy said oh my friend just got here they had to order room service because you couldn't get a, a seat at a restaurant this nice. that, and the other it's crazy it was perfect last night like actually i had a problem like i'm staying at the luxor i like playing low limits i don't know, go figure right i like just playing pie gal i like just you know low limit tables pie gal yep pie gal yeah get some drinks um and you couldn't they weren't there weren't tables open at the Luxor and the Excalibur. So I went downtown. We'll talk about that in a minute. But love downtown. Uh, yeah. Um, but I had a great time and, you know, was able to get, you know, food, whatever you wanted. It was cool. So I, I'm, I've been having a great time so far. Um, I love Vegas. It's, it's cool. It's one of my favorite places. I I threatened to become a Raiders fan you know, when they said that team was going to move to Vegas. I was like, yeah, because I'm not a Broncos fan. Um, I'm a Dolphins fan. It's a lot of losing recently for the Broncos. A lot of losing. Yeah. Well, a lot of frustration. Too many Drew Locks at quarterback. We're, we're stretching franchise history. But, you know, the funny thing about when I, you know, to transition, the funny thing about when I moved here, and we've talked about this on the podcast, because I caught myself becoming Steve Cofield yesterday <laughs> with I hurt my Uber driver's feelings. Oh, but boy. When I was a young man, I was just out of college. I'm working here at the Sports Fan Radio Network in Las Vegas. And Cofield, young guy out of Rutgers, him and Brandon Tierney working, and they were so acerbic 
and they just dismiss everything. It's a good word. Just out of out of out of hand. Like you would say something, it's just like no, nope, just completely dismisses you. You know, and it's like wow, man, this is tough to deal with. And I caught myself yesterday. I apparently and I didn't realize I had so hurt this Uber driver's feelings. Wow. Uh, he's a big Knights fan, right? He's got the stickers on the back, uh, you know, a couple logos. He's all excited, and he hears me talking to somebody on the phone. I said, yeah, I'm in town. I'm covering, you know, the hockey thing. You know, I've, I've anointed myself Colorado's hockey expert. Um, and so this guy kind of butts in, whatever, and he starts talking to me. He's real excited about the Knights. And uh, he's like, yeah, we're going to win. And I, I, I kind of blanked. I kind of went full Cofield. I'm like, nope, blew it. Last night you spent, uh, you know, you blew, blew, blew it. Yeah, you, that was your chance. You, you blew all your energy. Um, Avalanche going to come out, and and that's it. It's over. Should have got it last night, and uh, you let him off the hook. Just deflated him. Just deflated him. And to me, it was over. It was like Cofield. Like yeah. every conversation Cofield's had in his life, he's just completely dismissed you, and he's moved on to the next point. It's over. And, like, a couple minutes later, you know, this guy's coming back at me. Well, when uh, – when they go back, if this is tied after two games, maybe I'm not such a stupid moron. I'm like, oh, man, I've really heard this he really guy's took feelings. It to heart. I'm like, and then I said, uh, okay, well, if it's not tied after that, then are you a moron? How about that? <laughs> you know, he's like really upset. You know, I'm like, wow. I'm like, I, and I had one of those, you know, uh, moments of clarity. I was like, wow, I, I just, for a moment there, I was Cofield. Man, I just... You know what's funny about that is all the people I've talked to or talked to around town about sports, if they come up to me and, and know who I am, even if, if they don't, especially, I'm usually, I just listen. Yeah. I, do you watch me? Yeah. Like, we had, we had a guy walk up earlier, and he's like, hey, who do you bet tonight? And I was like, uh, yeah, just kind of, you know, just let him talk. So I really, I don't I do not do that. I try not to do that. But to you, yeah, I did it. Yeah. You're a co-worker. Ask Ari. I mean, it's, <laughs> get dismissed. Well, ask me. Yeah, or, 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 or John, John, you know, John's been a co-host with us forever. He was a producer as well. No, but it, was, it was just about everything. It was about it was just, so you would come in and you'd be like, oh, that's your shirt you're wearing today? Oh, yeah, okay. Right. Yep. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, that's what you're eating for lunch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Chicken salad sandwich? Oh, okay. Yeah, great choice. Yeah. Yeah. Way to think it through. Good job. Good job. All right. I mean, everything in your life. You're like, oh, yep. oh, nice shorts. Oh, good job. Mm-hmm. Oh. Sounds familiar. Getting married? Oh, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good what are you talking about? Sounds engaged. Really I'm totally changed. Dan's engaged. Oh, huh, that's stupid. Yeah. Right. You know. Oh, you know what he did to me? You know what he did to me? There was. A, I won't mention his name. The intervention here. There was a. There was a. Um, a, a well-known football player we were working with that was like getting divorced. He was in a really bad mood about it, and he's like, "Don't ever get married." He's on this rant, yeah. and Cofield just looks at him and goes, "You know, Jacobs is getting married." <laughs> <laughs> and the and the guy looks at me. He's about to snap my neck. He's like, what? Uh, I was like, this guy's going to pummel me. Thanks, Cofield. Good job. He's going to get me killed. Come on. Yeah, Cofield's very anti-marriage. In fact, yeah, yeah. one of my favorite moments was like three months ago where he's he's going on his anti-marriage right, and he goes, you can't really be successful if you're going to be married. I'm like, I've, I've been married. For, uh, for Are you sure that was me? That, that was totally you. I thought that was, that's been hardcore Adam Hill. No, that was totally you. Yeah, yeah. A wife and a kid, you can't really focus on your career. I'm like, I got a wife and a kid. I, I, I think things are being projected on me. That, uh, no, Adam no, Hill's not. the bad guy on the show. <laughs> yeah. But you've changed. You've matured. Absolutely, yes. Right. Right. yes. Very, very, you should see his relationship with Ari, his producer. Very, very sweet. Really Ari healthy. and I get, get along swimmingly. It's right. not, not like we yelled at each other or, you know, someone yelled at someone today. Um, so what was uh, what was the deal downtown? Oh, yeah. So it's funny. So it was, it was almost like a jaywalking. Remember that segment they used to do on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno? 
So we're, um, you know, we're playing Pie Gal. Of course, you know, drinks are flowing or whatever. But then we're all having a good time. And then, but this guy sits down and his buddy's there. He's a local. Okay. So I'm like, oh, well, you know, Steve Cofield. And uh, he's like, do I, yeah. You know, and he's just, do we know Cofield? And I'm like, yeah, he's on the radio. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. What station is he on? He, he starts uh, rattling off all these stations. Like, nope, nope, it's not that. And he's like, we're doing well. A couple minutes later, he's like. So he's got no idea. <laughs> he kind of does. He's like, oh, wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's always over at uh, such and such. And, you know, I'm like, well, tomorrow we're going to be over at Samstown. You know, because uh, I'm like, well, you know, Cofield's, to be honest, you know, he's all over the place, right? right? You know, you do a lot of these things, right? You know, so, yeah. And then he, you know, and then he was like, yeah, I do know Cofield, this, that, and the other. But it was like, I, I wish. You know, I, you know, you can't have phone that's at the table, but I'm like, man, I wish I was taping this because it would look just like jaywalking on uh, Leno. Would have been humbling. Yes. This guy's scrambling. He's like, ah, <laughs> I have no idea. Right. You know, when they're asking, like, who's the vice president, you know, and they, people don't know. Yeah, it was kind of fun. Lost. It was nice. Totally lost. Me, me, yeah. I don't know. I've never watched The Tonight Show, so. Yeah. Oh, you don't know jaywalking? No, not at all. The segment? I mean, I know the, well, I mean, it's like the legal infraction. I don't know. It's like eight they years go to old people now. on the street and just ask them, like, Who's the vice president of the United States? And they're like, um, uh, Hillary okay, Clinton. I like it. They don't That's know. Good. You know, they're like, how many states are there in America? Yeah. They're like, uh, 38. I like right. it. Yeah. One of my favorite on the street bits was just, uh, I can't even remember the guy, but walking up to somebody and just, it's this lady leaving from yoga and he goes, quick, name a woman. And she's like, what? And he's like, name a woman, any woman. Yeah. And she just freezes up. He's like, I'm going to give you a dollar. Just name a woman. And she freaks out. She goes, I can't. And she walks up. <laughs> it's my mother. Good. Right. Nope. <laughs> Couldn't get it done. Uh, let's let's get into the series a little bit before we uh, pay some bills here. Is Colorado, is Denver a good hockey town? Well. Uh, there's a long, long sigh there. They are. I would say their br- d- depth of knowledge I mean, are they Minnesota? You know, like, they support the Avs. Absolutely. They, some, when they're winning, absolutely. Um, yes, it's a good hockey town. They support the team. I mean, are they, you know, like Craig Carton said one time, well, there's 20,000 really passionate hockey fans, and that's it. It's not that. We support the Avs. Um, we love the Avs, support the Avs. Uh, I wouldn't characterize it as do they know – you know, I, I tease. Oh, I'm the best hockey analyst in, uh, in all of Colorado. You know, we don't know the ins and outs of of hockey. Still? Yeah. No, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say that. Like, right. you know, you know. So kind of mirrors we, out here. We've been spoiled. We've been spoiled by. We have good hockey, hockey people out here. We have some good hockey fans. We have a lot of transplants too. New hockey before they got here. Right, but the, like the 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 base, like as a whole, they they had to tell the the, the stadium the first few years, right, what icing was, like. All right, there was an education. There's right, nothing wrong right, with that. Right, and there's nothing wrong with not being, like, a super well-educated fan base, but it's a new ta- It's a new thing out here. There's a lot of people who aren't as well-versed. It sounds like it mirrors one another. What were you thinking middle of the third period as uh, the Knights just kept coming and coming and coming and coming? It was still tied, but, I mean, it yeah. It was a weird feeling. Like, the Avs kicked the crap out of the Knights 7-1 in the first game, and then middle of the third period, if you're an Avalanche fan, you're like, I cannot believe that we're gonna, we might lose this game and lose home ice. Yeah, I thought the Avs were going to drop that game. And, yeah, I, I thought they're blowing it. I, I, they, To me, the, the Golden Knights, like, they're going to take this game. The Avs are just – they were flat. Uh, Grub, Grubauer was playing very well, but the Avs just did not look like they, ha- they had it that night. And 
But then as, as that game got longer and longer and it goes to overtime, it's like, wait a minute. The Knights are going to be really deflated. If, if they blow this game, I don't know if they recover. And, I, and that's, that's my mindset kind of going into this evening. I, I think the Avalanche will come out look, looking pretty much to kind of end the series, like saying we will come out, we'll come out flying, and we know we escaped, we know we got off the hook, and we know we're the better hockey team, we know we're much more skilled, and we're going we're gonna to lay it on them. And we'll kind of, you know, take their heart. Um, I mean, you know how deflating that had to have been to, 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 to steal that one with that quick goal. Um, that's got, it's just got to be deflating for the Golden Knights. All right. I'm not buying that. So, plus 500 for the series. Good. Place bet in. That's what we do here. Wow. That's what we do here. When we don't agree with you, then we place bets. Now, keep in mind, I've lost like seven bets in a row. So. Right. So I'm hoping this one, the Golden Knight, Golden Knights fans might be like, "Why did you just do that?" I was, you, I was heavy, I was, them? I was heavy on the Lakers. I thought there was a lot of value in the Lakers series. You was, got five to one. Oh no, I didn't shop the number. Well, like, uh, let's see, today's the fourth, so let's see, two days ago, a day ago, I got him at five forty. So. Yeah. This is what this is John's trick then, because he's <laughs> he's a lot more into gambling than I am, working over at end So whatever bet I make, he he instantly shops and he's like. You're a moron. You could have got better money. I record the tape, roll tape now. I'm sorry to break it to you, but the Golden Knights are going down. All right. There sorry. you go. Ari Market. That's a rejoin. When they storm back in the series, we'll be referencing this buffoon from Denver. You can't be more emphatic <laughs> about it. You can't just be like, you're morons. They're never going to happen. Like, you can make a rejoin out of it. Yeah. It was very calm. It was cool close. Yeah. It was close. Everyone's different. All right, we come back with Dan Jacobs here in just a couple minutes. We'll get more on the Avs and the Golden Knights series, and we also have to get into a little bit of Broncos, a little bit of Broncos, and especially the Nuggets because we want to address what happened in that series with uh, Portland and Denver. The phones are always open on Cofield and Company. Call 702-364-1100 now. Now, if we're talking about Aaron Rodgers and Denver, okay. Now we're talking about something because Denver has a legit defense. Denver has legit weapons on the outside, and you plug Aaron Rodgers into that equation. Now we're talking about something. Now, back to Cofield and Company, live at Samstown Race and Sportsbook. Dan Jacobs is with us, the fan in Denver. That was Damian Woody talking about Rodgers to Denver. You guys are a gigantic football city from a media standpoint. Like, what I've heard about all sports radio there is it's, like, 90% of the time. Broncos, year-round, always, always Broncos. Has this calmed down a little bit now that it didn't happen on June 1st or 2nd? Well, I've been here the last two days, so – but, no, I would think not. Obviously, they were talking about – we're talking about abs and nuggets. Um, In fact, we just got new data from our website and stuff like that. People are very interested. They're responding – you know, to the Avs and Nuggets playoffs. Good, good. Um, So that's a big deal. But, yeah, people are very, very interested in Aaron Rodgers. What are the Nuggets going to do from here? What do you think happens? Man, it's it's tough. Are you talking about in this playoffs? Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Okay. It'll be tough for them. It'll be (laughs) tough for them in the second round. John? Oh, I I would agree with that. I mean, you have to, like, think about you overcame your backcourt issues and took out Damian Lillard and company, and now you get Chris Paul and Devin Booker. But I will say, Nikola Jokic is so good. Yeah. Like, I don't think people realize what he did against Portland. 
like in terms of like I think it was 33 points, 10 rebounds, and like five assists against them in that series. He's freaking awesome, man. He's a very well-deserving MVP. Yeah, um, I, I the thing that excites me about the Nuggets is how far can we see Michael Porter Jr. develop? Um, it's it's weird. He has this bad relationship with the coach. Michael Malone, for whatever reason, has this kick where he's always wanted to teach Michael Porter Jr. life lessons. And so he's never wanted to let this kid play. He's going to be a star. Yeah. And the only reason he's really letting him, he's been forced into letting him play now because of Jamal Murray being injured. So we'll see. Like, you know, he's got one more series now at least to see if he can, you know, gets unleashed. And so that's exciting. Uh, but the thing I'm scared of is, he has such a bad relationship, you know, if, if this, guy, he, this guy's going to blossom and then he's going to leave. Yeah. Yeah, because he's not respected by the coach. You know, I wanted to go down that path. Can Denver – I think we're going to see some new places around the NBA become destination cities for players. Not Denver. Why can't it be Denver? They don't like, they don't like the culture there. There's no – you know, I, I want to be artfully how I say this, but NBA players do not enjoy spending time in Denver. That's interesting. I but, mean, like, Phoenix is okay? Well. Like, I think Phoenix people is People aren't be a, flocking to Phoenix either. I mean, uh, well, it was I mean, the last it w- huge. It wasn't exactly Chris Paul's choice, but I'm sure he right. also had to say, like, yeah. Um, I think people are going to – I think players will go to Phoenix. Don't you? I, to play well, with I'm, Devin Booker? I'm interested. So, if you get a chance to – I mean, you, you have two great players. When Murray's back, you've got two great players. Why wouldn't a third great player go, you know what, Denver, let's go. They, they've never done it, ever. Every, we hear that every well, time. Is it, but is it, oh, is, it, is, it get... De- is it Denver, the city, or is it yes. or is it the Nuggets management where they're like, hey, they're not committed? No, actually. Cause, cause right, come on. No, we, no. Right, right now, you, so, got, you got some questions about Kroenke. The TV stuff is lunacy. Supposedly, LeBron loves Josh Kroenke. They spend time on his yacht, supposedly. Uh, well, the funny <clears> thing <throat> is, and I know it's L.A., so it's a little hard to compete with, but, like, the Rams are a destination. People want to go there. Yeah. Why can't um, Denver be that for basketball? Well, pe- yeah, there, there's – Culturally, uh, it has a very bad reputation. Are you saying it's not welcoming for African American players? Yes. Okay. And like, uh, it's also it? also a media market wise, it's people don't like that. It's viewed as it's not a good place for your brand. Uh, although Carmelo couldn't wait to get out of there, he wanted to go to New York, so he, you know there, there's just not good opportunities there. Uh, it's just not a good destination for, for NBA players. They don't like it. I do wonder what winning do, like does right in terms of changing that for somebody to take the first step. Exactly. Well, cause, like, the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Buffalo is That's a football. freaking. Th- it's football. That's right. different. But I mean, because my right. thing is like the NBA seems to be on the precipice of entering like this era of like parity, right? I mean, look at the Final Four potentially in the Western Conference could be Denver. Dallas, Phoenix, and Utah. Like, that's yeah. insane. Woo. And so I wonder, because I like Denver a lot. Like, you can, there's no denying how good they've been in terms of constructing their rosters and, and talent evaluation. Yusuf Nurkic used to be a freaking nugget. I think people forget, like, right. they're really good at talent. And so I wonder if, like, hey, when they're fully healthy, they're like, I, one piece away, I no. could be that piece. And I wonder if that wins Jeremy, over. Uh, was it Jeremy Grant, for example? Okay. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah that's a good point. <laughs> free agent, right? Or he was one of their free agents. Yeah. They couldn't even keep him. He went to couldn't Detroit. Even, okay. They, and they, they offered him money, and Detroit offered him money. They said, okay, well, we'll match. He's like, no, see ya. Like, they can't even keep guys like him. Like, people do not. I'm arguing with Brandon Stokely. Like, oh, well, now that we have Jokic and Murray, we're up and coming. People will come here now. That was two years ago we started having that conversation. Yeah. It doesn't happen. They do not want to play here. They've never wanted to play here. It doesn't matter 
how good they've been. They didn't want to do it when we had Mello. Yeah. They, they didn't. It just has never happened. No, I will say that they might be able to do it without it because they looked like they were going to win the title before Jamal Murray went down. They looked incredible before they started to get injured and P.J. Dozier went down and Barton went down. So maybe they don't need anybody. Maybe when they're fully healthy next year, they can actually just do it nah, on their own. Yeah, Malone, Malone is – think of Bulls pre-Phil Jackson or think of those – all the teams that have a coach that's good that gets them to a certain level and then that's as good as they're going to get. It's Mark Jackson. Yeah. Mark Jackson, Warriors, another great example that we've talked about. Malone's, Malone's just never going to get him to that next level. Football frenzy is on the way. we got the latest on the quarterback situation in Patriot land. 